My story starts a bit like a weather chart, full of highs and lows. Mad, misfit, mercenary or missionary. She said to me, you are lucky. Our friends held us up as the perfect odd couple. I knew this guy was the devil. I had goosebumps running all down my body. And that was the point. That was the moment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spun, a live storytelling night from the Northern Territory of Australia. My name's Jess Ong. There's a well-worn joke in the NT about the chances of finding a single man. And it goes, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. And as much as I'd like it to be a cliched put down about the rough and ready territory men, you should know that men have traditionally outnumbered women up here by quite some number. There's a proliferation of tradies, soldiers, labourers and fly-in, fly-out workers. And then there's the statistics. The average Territorian is a 34-year-old unmarried man with two cars. And that figure is no different in the town of Catherine, where journalist Stephanie Zillman moved to after weathering the dating maelstrom of Sydney. As a young single person, I've found my love life to be of interest to friends, family and strangers on occasion. Mentioning a tidbit of information invariably leads to questions and before you know it, you're pouring out your heart and soul and all the gory details to a crowd of strangers. as I'm doing willingly tonight. Some of you might know me, some not. I took up a job at the Catherine Times and I was there for a year until August last year. I've since moved to ABC in Darwin. It took me a long time to admit, perhaps even to myself, my real reasons for moving to Catherine in September 2014. I'd been living a very trendy existence in Sydney. My typical day involved corporate dressing, long lunches. There was even a bit of journalism here and there. As many people who have lived in the city know, it also involved a bit of a roll call of dating disappointments. 2013 and 2014 in particular were hard years for me in dating terms. Things started to pick up in Easter 2014. I met a very handsome young advertising executive. I was a real moral Puritan back then and initially I was deeply disgusted at his capitalist profession. But I soon got over that. He had a very winning smile and before long I was sold. In fact it was quite a courtship in in how it started out. One evening we even took a turn around Centennial Park. It was very Austin-like. On one of our early dates around about our third or fourth we had dinner at a restaurant very close to my house. Afterwards he walked me the short distance home and it was down a very steep hill across a busy road And at some point I noticed he started to mumble, make little scents and flushed cheeks for the middle of June in Sydney. 
So I thought, I'll, I'll put him out of his misery. I'll take the bull by the horns. I suggested he kiss me. He pecked me very lightly on the lips and then bolted, fully suited, back up the hill from whence we'd walked. He literally ran away from me. <laughs> we actually did date for several months after that, but he performed what is commonly known as the Houdini. It's a disappearing act mastered by people in the cities. Of course, it's not really possible in a place like Catherine. For some reason, perhaps it was one in a string, but this dumping really affected me. It was as though I'd used up all of my resilience and my armour fell around me. So one day I found myself, I'd, I'd taken a mental health day, as people in the cities do. I was alone on a weekday in my mouldy but beloved Darlinghurst share house, traversing the web, looking for an antidote to my heartbreak. It leapt from me from the computer screen, a pink page of seek. Do you have newspaper ink in your veins? Are you looking for wide open plains? It was a job ad for the Catherine Times. <laughs> Six weeks later, I was on a plane to Darwin. My friends took it pretty badly. There were some seriously gaping mouths. Do you know what happens in the Northern Territory? Have you been to Catherine? My parents, on the other hand, took it very well. My dad just pulled into the quick drop-off zone at the airport. <laughs> Didn't feel the need to <laughs> give the moment more pomp and circumstance than necessary. But I took to life in Catherine like a duck to water. In fact, my year in Catherine was among the happiest in my life. I had the good fortune of sharing a house in Duke's Crescent with my good friends, Pat and Dan, who are here tonight. But your status as a young singleton can't evade you forever. Not even 4,000 kilometres makes one iota of difference. And in fact, it was actually uh, Phoebe Quilty who was the first in Catherine to take a keen interest in seeing my love life get off the ground. <laughs> I'd come into the finch of a morning for a coffee and she'd quickly dash around to the other side of the counter and physically point out the bachelors in our midst, <laughs> rattling off their qualities as she saw them. But I declined all of Cupid's offers. A short time later, Jill recruited me to her netball team. So I was down at the courts one night. Kate Ganley, not sure if you're here tonight, hi dashed over to me, are you single? I've got a helicopter pilot for you. <laughs> Again, I dodged. I soon found that actually I had enough naturally occurring interactions of my own to keep my friends both locally and down south well entertained. One Saturday night in particular sticks in my memory. I was at my old share house in Catherine North had a few too many wines with a good friend of mine. And as anyone in Catherine knows, it's a bit hard sometimes to just rustle up a cab to get, take you to Kirby's. So we just thought, why not just roam our immediate vicinity and just see if there was a party or a barbecue 
happening that we could just invite ourselves into. Surely they'd want us. Well, we found one and we invited ourselves in. In good Catherine hospitality, a VB was thrust my way and I settled in for the night. All of a sudden I felt a, a sharp tap on my left shoulder and I turned around and it was a young man just very close to my face, just really, this is really in there. And he told me that he'd seen me round town, he'd seen me round Woolies. <laughs> and, you know, he'd asked a few mates and he'd found out that I wasn't an itinerant, I actually, I live here and, you know, I work at the Catherine Times and that's just great. Would I like to go out? You know, I'd, he'd take me anywhere I wanted to go, RSL. Stuart Highway, <laughs> escarpment, Nazis, doggies, <laughs> curvies. The choice was mine. It was an endearing offer, but I declined. And I'll never know if I passed up a shot at true love. <laughs> but don't worry, because I got a second chance a short time later. I was up at Pine Creek for a story. I'd been sent there by my editor to do a story on the mine that had just closed, gauge the resilience of the town in the face of this economic tragedy. As anyone who's been to Pine Creek on a weekday knows, there's not exactly just hustle and bustle around town. It is actually quite difficult to find another living soul. So I realised pretty quickly that if I was going to have any chance of finding anyone to talk to me for my story, I was going to have to head to the pub. And for a journalist, that's not a hard sell. So I went over, ordered myself a beer and got talking to a bloke, Brownie. Some of you might, might know him. I told him what I was there for and he had a mate who just... You know, he'd been working at the mine and he'd been laid off and he had, some, he had some things he'd like to say and I thought, perfect, I found my talent. Came with a warning. He'll ask you on a date though. There and then I learnt a lesson that's kept me in good stead, not just in Pine Creek, not just in Catherine, territory-wide, <laughs> maybe even Australia-wide. And that is never, ever... Ask a bloke in a pub why their nickname is Mattress. <laughs> Thank you. Steph's story was told at a spun event in Catherine in 2016. This episode featured sound editing by Rosa Ellen, music by Lajlo Hassani, story production by me, Jess Ong, with funding support from Darwin International Airport. Thanks for listening. 